This message comes from NPR sponsor Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, whose scientists played a substantial role in developing more than half the drugs approved by the FDA in the last five years. Dana-Farber Cancer Institute is changing lives everywhere. DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Shea Stevens. The U.S. Supreme Court will hear arguments on whether Donald Trump has absolute immunity from criminal prosecution for actions he committed while in office. More from NPR's Nina Totenberg. The court says that it will hear the case on an expedited basis the week of April 22nd. That means that the first trial charging Trump with election interference, originally scheduled for March, is likely to be delayed until June if it takes place at all. The Supreme Court said the case would be limited to one question, whether, and if so, to what extent does a former president enjoy presidential immunity from criminal prosecution for conduct alleged to involve official acts during his tenure in office. The court said it was expressing no view on the merits, but instead of itself blocking the lower court decision against Trump, it ordered that court not to take further action until the high court itself renders a decision. Nina Totenberg, NPR News, Washington. President Biden and former President Trump are both making immigration a central issue of their campaigns. Both men are set to make competing border visits today in Texas. Biden will be in Brownsville, while Trump plans to visit Eagle Pass State Park some 300 miles away. Mitch McConnell says he'll give up his post as Republican leader in the Senate this fall. As NPR's Susan Davis reports, McConnell has played a key role in shaping the nation's judiciary. McConnell himself has talked about this, and he said he believes it'll be his role in shaping the courts, not just getting conservative justices on lower courts, but specifically that 2016 decision to block Merrick Garland's nomination by President Obama to the Supreme Court. That decision ultimately led to President Trump's ability to appoint three conservative justices and tilt the court towards conservatives. He has called that the single most important thing he did in office. You can draw a straight line from that decision to outcomes like the 2022 Supreme Court decision that threw out Roe v. Wade. NPR's Susan Davis reporting. Congressional leaders have finalized one part of a deal to fund the government for the remainder of the fiscal year. Details from NPR's Eric McDaniel. Government funding is done in 12 parts. Leaders have an agreement on half of them, including bills that fund the Departments of Agriculture, Commerce, and Transportation. They're aiming to pass them by March 8th. That's next Friday. But first, they have to advance another short-term extension, almost certain to require Democratic votes in the House to overcome Republican objections. Another funding deadline on the remaining six bills will be pushed to late March. This is a promising sign. But nothing's final until these bills all come up for a vote and pass both chambers, which, based on things have gone in Washington lately, is far from a given. Still, it appears that the nation's largest employer, the federal government, is likely to be able to keep writing paychecks for now. Eric McDaniel, NPR News, The Capitol. U.S. futures are flat in after-hours trading on Wall Street. This is NPR News. Family members who've lost loved ones in understaffed hospitals are pushing for new staffing laws. From Michigan Public Radio, Kate Wells has that story. Tim Lillard told Michigan lawmakers at a hearing in November that he believes his wife, Anne, would still be alive today if the nurses who treated her in the ICU hadn't been so short-staffed. It's my belief, had there been nurses adequately staffed, the subtle changes in her health would have been caught and she'd still be alive. 
States like Michigan and Pennsylvania are considering legislation that would limit how many patients can be in a nurse's care. But the hospital industry says they can't even find enough nurses to fill the current job openings and that mandating nurse-to-patient ratios would force them to turn patients away. For NPR News, I'm Kate Wells. Families of hostages in Gaza are staging a four-day march from southern Israel to Jerusalem to demand the release of their loved ones. Israeli officials say eight convoys, meanwhile, are delivering food in northern Gaza for the first time in a month. The U.N. warns that the region is on the brink of famine. Negotiators from the U.S., Egypt, and Qatar are still trying to reach a ceasefire deal in exchange for the release of hostages and Israeli prisoners. The Ukrainian army says its forces have repelled Russian forces from the southern village or Orlivka. But Ukraine says the situation on the Eastern Front with Russia remains a challenge. Ukraine's military says it's withdrawn from two other areas near the city of Avdivka as Western aid runs low. This is NPR News. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch.